0: Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of the Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions around the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. Welcome to the Diz Explorers podcast. This is Adrienne, and I'm recording a mini-sode today to do a little trip report from my family's most recent visit to Walt Disney World. We booked this vacation in January 2019 on my birthday. It was my birthday present to myself, and we booked it for the express purpose of trying the dining plan. We've done the dining plan only once before in all of our mini visits, and because they were offering the free dining promotion through the summer months, which is fairly unusual, but my assumption is because they wanted to get the free dining out of the way before Galaxy's Edge opens at the end of August, we decided to take advantage of it just to kind of see with the knowledge of how our family eats and you know several trips under our belt, how We If we liked it any better than we did that first time, because I'll tell you up front, we were not fans of the dining plan the very first time we tried it. Second time, spoiler alert, still not a humongous fan, and I might go into that a little bit later, but anywho, on to the trip report. So we drove down. We always drive, pretty much, because we live in South Carolina, so it's not too far of a, of, a, of a drive for us, it's about eight to nine hours. And so we actually we actually left on a Wednesday evening, stopped over in Georgia, finished our drive in the next morning, and stopped by the, I think it's premium outlets on Vyland to check out the Disney character warehouse, which is where Disney sends all of its overstock and kind of out of season items to, for the public to purchase at a discounted price. We've been in there once before. Um weren't too awful impressed. This time around kind of the same thing. We picked up a little bit of candy. I bought a flower and garden spirit jersey. They only had like a size 2X or 3X or something like that. But it was only $15 as opposed to like $65 in the parks. Um, So I thought if nothing else, that's a big comfy shirt to wear around the house or wear to bed or whatever. So I was kind of excited about that. It's my very first spirit jersey actually. So stopped in there, you know, had some lunch and then finally arrived at our resort. Our family decided to stay at the Polynesian this time. And It was our first stay here. Loved it. It's beautiful. It's everything that I expected it to be. We only paid for a standard view, so outside of our room, we had a tiny little slice of a view of the beach and then another long house, um, but it was next to A a fairly private beach. It's a smaller one than the one you kind of hang out with near the pool and uh, we loved it. I mean it was right outside our door. The kids could go play in the sand. We watched Happily Ever After fireworks from there multiple times during our stay and it was fairly close to the main like the lobby and the food and all that good stuff. So maybe just a couple of minutes walk. So it was really pretty ideal. Not the longhouse we had wanted or requested, but it ended up, it was Tuvalu, I think is how you pronounce it, anyway. But anyway, it it worked out, it worked out well for what we needed. So that evening, I finally got to meet fellow podcaster, Melanie, in person, and her lovely husband, Brian, and um, we kind of let our kids, my kids, her kids weren't there, my kids hang out in the Polynesian lobby and watch TV and kind of play in the little kids area while our husbands talked and while she and I talked and it was such a pleasure to finally get to meet her in person Uh, I so far have only met in person Milford and and Melanie and uh, that was and Crystal sorry I forgot Crystal you haven't been on in so long so those three I'm still missing RJ and Jessica if you ever decide to head back over to the east coast while i'm down there so i met melanie and that was wonderful and so much fun and then my family had reservations at ohana what else can i say about ohana it's you know a fairly iconic meal i think in walt disney world and uh, we've eaten there multiple times it's always good cannot complain Uh, you know, the kids don't eat that kind of stuff, so they were brought up fries and chicken nuggets, and I think one of my kids got mac and cheese or something like that. Uh, and it was really good. So this was our first experience with using the dining plan on this, on this trip. And, uh, sure, I mean, I will say they have, since we used it the previous time, there was an addition of having alcohol with your meals. We uh, we don't drink, so that wasn't a huge a huge thing for us. But my understanding is that has definitely added monetary value to the dining plan if you take advantage of that. And we also found here and when we were at Garden Grill, the waitresses told us that. If it's a like an all you can eat or a buffet or you know an all you care to enjoy type meal, the drink is already included with that. So you actually can get two drinks. So you can get an alcoholic and a non alcoholic drink with your meal. So um, again, wonderful, can't complain. Then we let the kids kind of check or put on their bathing suits and play in the pool for a little bit. And we stayed out until happily ever after watched that together as a family, and finally went to sleep because we had early morning breakfast reservation the next day at Garden Grill in Epcot. We had 830 reservations, which I feel like if you were early people, and our family tends to be early morning people, then book, and you're going to book a, a reservation for breakfast. Always try to get breakfasts Prior to park opening, because you get to get in early, you get into the park early. We got to sidestep all those people waiting for rope drop, had our breakfast, and then we were probably done with breakfast by nine fifteen or so. Headed right downstairs. There's no line for Soarin'. There's no line for um, you know, Living with Land. Anything in the Land Pavilion. Actually, now that I'm thinking back on it, we actually got there super early because. It's just my personality. I know you were all surprised. And I think we ended up at Epcot around 8 to 8.10. They went ahead and checked us in super early. So I, we were actually done with breakfast prior to 9 o'clock. So my kids, neither of them are interested in Sorin. I don't know where I've gone wrong in their raising. So my husband did it first. We used Rider Swap. And this was also the first time that I had used Rider Swap. Where they give you electronically add it to your My Disney experience as opposed to giving you the paper Fast Pass writer swap to come back later. So my husband went first. The cast member scanned my band. And as soon as my husband got off of Sorin, we um, I was able to go right through and scan with my Magic Band instead of the paper Fast Pass, which I like um you know it's more convenient to use your magic band obviously but sometimes we would do writer swaps and not need them or not use them uh, for whatever reason maybe we were too tired or you know did was just a chance or the kids were throwing a fit or whatever and having that paper fast pass was a lot of fun to give away I, I love to give those away to families and kind of you know spread a little bit of joy throughout the parks when we can because people have done it to us so we're just kind of paying it forward when we can um so you know you take it and you leave it either way the electronic uh writer swap uh, but i also totally get why they do it because people could take advantage and i've seen it with my own eyes other families taking advantage of that program so i get it but um you know i also I kind of missed the old paper. Of course, I miss the old paper fast pass system altogether. But that's, you know, that's all other story. So we rode Soren. We rode Living with the Land. We rode Journey into Imagination with Figment, which was my first time ever in any of its incarnations. And uh, sure, it's a thing. So we'll just leave that at that. We also um, then by that time it was getting close to eleven o'clock and. World Showcase was opening, and we decided to participate in the Agent P Showcase Adventure, which used to, you had to like rent a some sort of communication device from the park itself. Not necessarily rent, but borrow if you were going to do the thing. And now it's all done through the Play app. And um, they give you clues. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. We did Mexico and... And I, it was just so much fun. I feel like I just keep saying that. But, you know, you pull it up on your play app. And if you are at all a fan of Phineas and Ferb, like you have Major Monogram. And you have Carl. And they're giving you these clues and these things that you have to find. And then there are pop-up, like, animatronics in the middle of the Mexico pyramid. So, you have all these people, like, around you shopping and eating. And... You know, and then all of a sudden, like, the the volcano erupts, you know, because of something that you did. And we had a lot of people asking us about it. And then there's this one part where Dr. Doofenshmirtz kind of rises and he has his something a tour. And, um, like, as soon as we finished, this girl behind us had started right after she saw us doing it. So he kind of popped up again. And Perry was there. And it was just... The most fun. We didn't do any of the other countries. We just did Mexico this time. But it was a blast. So after that, we introduced our children to Spaceship Earth. They've never done that attraction before. Uh, They were both terrified because my kids are wimps. But they both ended up loving it. Um, So after Spaceship Earth, we went back to the hotel and took a nap. Because I was tired and I'm old. And um, finally, we went back to Epcot, That evening to watch illuminations, I had not sat down in Epcot and watched illuminations in nine years. So the fact that it was going to be my last opportunity to see it in person before it leaves in September um, was was really special to me. It was something that was you know kind of like bucket list for this trip thing for me to do. And then after that, we went back. To the resort and went to bed. Uh, you know, young kids—they need to sleep. We got up the next morning and headed to Hollywood Studios, where again, because my kids are wimps, we did uh, Rock and Roller Coaster and Alien Swirling Saucers independently. Uh, this, these trips are the ones where I really miss my Disney obsessed sister, who usually travels with us because we can kind of adults can trade off the kids, and two people can ride together instead of us having to ride them ride all of these attractions by ourselves, um, but it also saves time because we can use single riders sometimes, but um, then we wanted to go see the new Lightning McQueen show over there next to Rock and Roller Coaster, but it was down, unfortunately, so we didn't get to do that, um, and then we left and ended up going to Disney Springs for a little bit where we had a dining reservation at T-Rex. I can take or leave T-Rex. It's fine with me either way, but my husband surprisingly enough loves it. Both my kids love it. Um so again, I can kind of take it or leave it. I got some like tomato bisque, tomato soup with a grilled cheese panini thing. That was I mean, it was good, I'm sure. Why not? My husband got a steak and he said it's one of the best steaks he's had on property, which is surprising. But he really, really enjoyed it. And, um, And then we just kind of went back to the resort and wanted to enjoy the resort a little bit. So again, we played in the pool and spent some time out on the beach for a little while. And then I begged... I didn't. uh, That sounds bad. Um, I didn't beg necessarily, but um, I asked if I could go into Magic Kingdom by myself, solo, for a little bit. Um, not something that we regularly do. We kind of always travel as a family unit. Um, but we had some downtime, and you know, I'm a blogger, vlogger, podcaster, and pictures are a huge part of that. So I wanted to go and get some specific pictures of rides and restaurants and kiosks, and um, I probably took 800 pictures of the castle because I can never stop taking pictures of the castle when I'm there. So I spent a good hour, hour and a half just wandering Magic Kingdom by myself, which was wonderful. I, I cannot express enough how much I enjoyed that. And then we had been traveling by monorail for the most part. Because, you know, what's the point of being on a monorail resort if you're not going to take the monorail everywhere you go? So, um, but this time I decided to take the boat. Not the ferry, like the ticket transportation center, but one of the resort boats. And uh, that was a, a wonderful way to end the evening. To just get on the boat. It took you to Grand Floridian first before dropping you off at the Polynesian. And it felt wonderful. The breeze out on the water. Um, it was. It was a really really nice way. To end the day. So I highly recommend that. We did. I, I know I just mentioned that. We used the monorail the most. And we did. However. Often. We would walk. If we were heading to Magic Kingdom especially. We would walk to the ticket and transportation center. From the Polynesian. And then just take the express monorail. To avoid all the stops cuz sometimes it can take a while the on offloading and loading at the different resorts. So we would do that even heading back from Magic Kingdom, take the express monorail to the ticket and transportation center and then just walk back to the Poly, which is I think a really big plus to that resort. Now you can walk straight from Magic Kingdom to the Contemporary and I love that too. So Now, I haven't stayed at the Grand Floridian yet, but it doesn't have that option and isn't quite as convenient, I think, of the three. So the next morning, we got up and we had another pre-park opening breakfast, this time at Be Our Guest. I would have never booked Be Our Guest breakfast if we had not been on the dining plan. It is the worst value of food for the cost of any restaurant I've ever been to in Disney World. $28 for an adult entree, and I got half of an open faced sandwich, essentially, and some fruit and pastries for the table. My husband got the feast of Gaston or something like that. And so, I mean, his was a little more substantial. There were some eggs and potatoes and meats um, and some fruit. My kids got. Cereal, because that's what they ordered. Because again, they don't. They just, you know, whatever. They're kids. Um, but it was ridiculously priced for the amount of food that you were given. So I would just, as an aside, I would not suggest paying out of pocket to go to be our guest for breakfast. It was wonderfully convenient because again, we're early birds, so we got there way before our our time. We were let right in. It was not busy at breakfast at all. There was no wait. They brought our food timely. The cast members were wonderful. Everything you would expect from a Disney World restaurant. And then when we left, the park, the back side of the park was basically completely empty still. There were no lines for anything. My husband went straight to Haunted Mansion. We did Jungle Cruise. I tried something called a FOMOSA, which is uh, citrus ar- citrus swirl with apple cider. It was delicious. Uh, we... Yes, we did do Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I was trying to think. And then we met um, Minnie and Mickey in their celebration birthday outfits, which was a huge highlight for me. And... Um, Then we, again, broke for lunch. Our family is we're big on breaks during the middle of the day, especially if we end up at the parks at 8 a.m. in the middle of summer. By noon, it is so hot. It's miserable. And then I have a short temper when I get hot, and so just, it was not going to be a good experience. So we, we have learned through the years to take breaks in the middle of the day, take a nap, um... Just even if you're just hanging out in the resort and watching TV, you are in air conditioning while everybody else is fighting the crowds and the heat and we go back in the evenings. So that's again what we did, just go back when the temperatures are cooler and, you know, just relax. And that's kind of our our family plan. We always take breaks in the afternoon. So our final full day in Disney was spent rather unconventionally we got up and we had breakfast at captain cook's at the polynesian which i thoroughly enjoy and then we did a disney vacation club tour they have a club center at saratoga springs and if you sign up for the tour either ahead of time or at one of the 8,000 kiosks around the parks and resorts um then you can kind of look at model rooms and they'll explain to you how the Disney Vacation Club works, which is essentially a timeshare, even though they don't like it when you call it that. Um, And we were quoted, we planned hours ahead of time, because of course we did. And um, we had a couple of different reasons for doing the tour. One, we wanted to get an idea a little bit more about DVC. I've done a lot of research. I've talked to Milford and RJ here on the podcast about DVC, but we're still on the fence as to whether or not it makes sense for us personally and financially to buy in. It is a huge cost up front. At minimum, you're looking at $20,000 and I don't do anything lightly. I don't make any decisions lightly. Um, so we just want to go and do some information gathering. I have not ever been on a like timeshare sale thing before. So I can't compare it to anything. But I've heard that other timeshare sales opportunities and presentations are very pushy. I will 100% give props to Disney at their DVC tour and their salesman. While he was super knowledgeable and definitely excited and kept saying things like when you join or y'all will be the model DVC members. Um, you know, he kept kind of insinuating that we would join at some point. We told him upfront that this was strictly information gathering. And so he was not pushy about it. So we wanted to take the tour for information for ourselves. And he did, you know, he gave us some printouts of the different resorts that are currently up for sale if y'all are interested, we can kind of, you can go back to one of our f- previous podcasts where Milford and RJ kind of really sat down and answered all of our questions about DVC beforehand as they are members, um, but kind of said, okay, if you buy this many points, you can stay this many nights. He took us step-by-step step in our vacation habits and how, how how many points we would need to continue up with those habits. And uh, so he was really good at answering all of our questions, and I had some pretty tough questions, and he was, you know, took them all in stride. So that was our one of the reasons that we decided to take the DVC tour. The second one was that there are incentives for taking the tour. Disney knows that you are taking time out of your vacation to let them sales pitch at you, and so when I called to set up the tour. I asked specifically what those incentives were, and they will vary by person signing you up and how busy they are and how motivated they are to get you in. Um, but we personally, my husband and I, each received $75 gift cards each, and then every member of my party, so myself, my husband, and my two kids, we received four multi-use fast passes loaded onto my Disney experience. So those Fast Passes are kind of like if you've had a ride canceled because it's been down during your Fast Pass time frame. In that they're good for almost everything in all of the four parks with the exception of the super popular rides. So these excluded Tower of Terror because its capacity is so diminished right now with only one side of the attraction working. None of the Toy Story Land attractions no flight of passage, no Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, no Peter Pan flight, but everything else was good. You could have used it for anything, and we did. And I'll get to that later. So after our DVC tour, we had they pick you up from wherever you want to go, from wherever you are. DVC will pick you up, take you to Saratoga Springs, and then from there once the tour is completed then uh, they will drive you back to wherever it is you want to go if it's a park or disney springs or your resort or wherever um so we had them take us back to our resort we like changed clothes and you know had lunch and no we didn't have lunch because we had a lunch reservation coming um and then we drove to disney springs for our lunch reservation at Homecoming, which was fantastic. I cannot say enough good things about that restaurant. The Our waitress was amazing. The service was so good. The food was so good. My husband didn't want to go there initially because it's Southern food, and we're Southern, so it's not necessarily something new or different for us. But it was... I mean, it was ridiculous. It was so good. It was it was totally worth it. And I'm so glad we went. And it was ugh, it was just I can't I oh my gosh it was so good. The macaroni and cheese is is like slap your mama kind of macaroni and cheese. It was so good. Uh, we did a little shopping around homecoming. I mean, around Disney Springs, not a whole lot, just a little, uh, since we'd just been there a couple days before when we were at T Rex. And also, the world of Disney stores stresses me out. It is so big. And I don't understand the way that they have it organized now. It feels less organized than from when they did the refurbishment, and so I it just it stresses me out. And shopping with my little kids stresses me out anyway. So I had no desire to go back in there. We did stop by Amaretts and get a little bit of something because my kids are obsessed with the little Mickey Mouse dome thing. So yeah. Anyway, so home uh, Disney Springs, and then we. Dropped, we went to Camp Dolphin. We always try to fit in one date night, uh, using one of the Disney clubs, kid clubs, club, club houses, child care options every trip. Um, because I think they need a break from us and we need a break from them. It's a lot of family time, okay. We decided there are two options because you know Disney has closed basically all of their kid clubs and. They did have the Pixar Play Zone at the Contemporary, and they've now closed that. And now at Beach Club, they have Captain Hook's Pirate Adventure. And um, the other option is Camp Dolphin at the Dolphin Resort. We opted for Camp Dolphin this time because the Captain Hook's Pirate Adventure includes a... what. They describe it as a treasure hunt on the seas, where basically they're gonna. They show it in their promotional video that them and the, the cast members and the kids will get on a boat and they go on a treasure hunt around the Epcot resorts. And uh, my kids weren't super comfortable with that, and I wasn't super comfortable with that, so we opted for Camp Dolphin instead. A little bit more expensive, but they also had longer hours, so we weren't on as much of a time crunch. So we dropped the kids off at five. And then we went to Hollywood Studios because we had a Fast Pass. I think it was Alien Swirling Saucers again. We wanted to get on Rock and Roller Coaster, but I think it was down. No, I'm lying. Sorry. We wanted to get on Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story, good gosh. We wanted to get on uh, Tower of Terror, but it was down. So we used one of our multi Fast Passes for. Rock and roller coaster. So, if you want to keep tabs, we used seven fast passes during our four and a half hours away from our children. Thanks to that DVC tour, our advanced fast passes, and a paper rider swap that we actually had from Alien Swirling Saucers. So, we used our paper rider swap for Alien Swirling Saucers, went to Rock and Roller Coaster, and used one of our multi-pass, fast passes. And then we went to Animal Kingdom. And this is poor planning on my part. But Animal Kingdom closed at 9. And I didn't think anything about it. But they were actually having a after-hours event starting at 9. So there were a lot more people in the park than I had anticipated. Because of all the people coming in early for the After Hours event. So we had fast passes for Flight of Passage. So we, you know, hightailed it over to Flight of Passage. Wonderful as always. One of my favorite rides. I will say we were on the ride with newcomers. Like they had never ridden Flight of Passage before. And they were like the best kind of Disney guest And that they were super excited. And everything excited them and made them happy. So, um... It was, oh my god, it was, it was the best. It was literally the best. There were some technical difficulties with Flight of Passage while we were there. So even though we had a fast pass, we ended up being in line for almost an hour. Uh, which is incredibly boring and not my favorite thing at all. Um, but the actual ride experience was so much fun because of the people that we were with. And then we also had a fast pass, a pre-planned fast pass for Everest. Now, by the time, because we had been in the Flight of Passage queue for so long, by the time we got to Everest, there was, it was already right at 7.30, and so we only had an hour and a half left. So, we rode Everest with the pre-planned fast pass, got off, got right back on using one of our multi-passes from the DVC tour, and, um, and rode it twice. We love Everest. And it was so pretty. Like, it was starting to rain. So that, too, kind of put us in a crunch. But um, you could see the sunset from up at the tip top of Everest. So it was was really beautiful, too. Got off Everest. We went to Dinosaur. I hadn't ridden that in forever. So we rode Dinosaur. And then it was probably by the time we were done with all that, it was around... 845-ish, so the park closing at 9. I really wanted to ride Primeval Whirl, so after we got off Dinosaur, we ran to Primeval Whirl uh, and it was closed, so literally we had one multi-use Fast Pass left, it was our last day in the park, and by golly we were going to use it, so we r- literally ran in the rain in my flip flops back to Dinosaur because it was the fastest or was the closest attraction that still took Fast Pass, and the cast member looked at us like we were insane because the wait time was like ten minutes, which you know basically is walk on. And she's like, "Why are you using a fast pass?" And I was like, "Listen, it's like, it's just something we have to do. We have seven fast passes. We have to use them by the end of the day. So it's it's just it's something we have to do." And she goes, "Well, you made it." And I said, "Woo!" We probably swiped like at eight fifty eight. She goes, "Well, you've used your last fast pass, and now you're gonna walk right onto the ride." So we did. And then we left and went and picked up our kids who had had a wonderful time at Camp Dolphin. I will completely and totally recommend that if you're looking for an alternative to any of the Disney run kid clubs. They have a max of 16 kids that they can keep at a time. During the week, one of the cast members told us that they usually only have four or five. I think there were four kids, including mine, that night. It was a Monday. So, I mean, you know, there weren't that many. Date nights, I guess, happening on a Monday. Uh, So they were great. The kids had a ton of fun. They played video games. They did crafts. They made s'mores. Uh, My daughter was super excited because she got to play on the computer and watch YouTube channels that we don't allow her to watch at home. Not because they're bad, but because they're annoying. And I got tired of hearing them. So she had fresh ears that weren't as annoyed as we were. So she was excited about that. And then we went home, or home, I mean, back to the resort and passed out because the kids were tired from how hard they had played and my husband and I were exhausted from all the attractions we'd fit into like four and a half hour time period and um, I'm not even sure we ate honestly we were so full from homecoming that I don't think we even ate dinner and then the next morning was our our leave day I had made a Kona cafe reservation because if you're staying at the Poly you need to eat at all the restaurants it's just how it is And, um, I'd heard wonderful things about the Kona Cafe breakfast, completely lived up to that hype. It was really good, but coming at it from the perspective of the Disney dining plan, not a great value for the dining plan. All of the entrees were super report affordable. I think all four of us would have gotten out for 50 to 60 bucks, maybe, which for, you know, a Disney restaurant is basically unheard of. Uh, so we had breakfast, and then, finally, we walked over to Magic Kingdom, and we, well, you know, brought the on to Magic Kingdom, and we became annual pass holders again. We had let our annual passes expire, and that's how we were able to take advantage of the free dining promotion, because you have to buy the resort and park hopper tickets as part of a package in order to get the dining plan, so that's never kind of been in the cards for us because we've been pass holders for the past few years. So after having let ours expire last step, last September, um, we were able to take advantage of this promotion. And then as soon as we did, we literally upgraded back to annual passes because uh, my husband and I will be back in about three weeks for the Galaxy's Edge annual pass holder preview and then back again in December. And then we haven't set a date yet, but we're looking at another... You know, a couple days trip sometime in the spring because I didn't get to go to Flower and Garden this year and it really hurt my heart. So, um, you know, it just makes sense for us to have annual passes. So we did that. And then, using my fresh AP discount, I bought my first legitimate spirit jersey because I have wanted a black one for a really long time to go with all of my cute little Disney leggings that I can finally wear maybe if it gets cool enough when we're there in December. Um, and then, of course, we bought literally a thousand snacks. And when I tell you, y'all know me, you know, I have I am nicknamed the Jedi Master Planner for a reason. I had spreadsheets and, you know, notes to myself. Okay, I have I think we had twenty table service credits, twenty quick service credits and forty snacks for the duration of our five night, six day stay. And I was afraid it was not going to be enough food. I was not worried about the snacks. But I was worried about the quick service meals. Because there there were more meals than we had credits for. Obviously. Because you get one table service and one quick service credit per person per night. So I was really worried. We split meals a couple of times. You know, they don't say that it's an official thing. But at quick service, there's no differentiation between a kids meal or kids credit and an adult credit, so we would buy an adult-sized like flatbread and let the kids split it, which was plenty of food for them. And my husband and I split a couple of meals a few times. And not only that, but a quick—this well this was something I didn't know, and I learned this time at a quick service. You know, another part of the dining plan is that you everybody gets a mug. So you get a refillable mug for your resort. But with quick service credits, it comes with a drink. So if you don't get a drink, you can substitute a snack. So we substituted Mickey bars one day. We substituted cinnamon rolls when we were there for breakfast. Because that's all my daughter wants for breakfast anyway. We substituted a cupcake one time. You know, we just we did all of these substitutions because we didn't need the drink because we had our resort mug and ended up not using our snack credits. And I had saved two quick service credits for mine and my husband's date night, and we didn't use them because we were still so full from homecoming. So we ended up converting two quick service credits into six snack credits. We already had almost thirty snack credits left over so we brought home 36 snacks this included caramel apples candy bars um, those tubes that you can put like the sugar the flavored sugars in um, more rice crispy snacks than you can imagine I mean we just we brought home so much stuff so all in all great trip If I'm reviewing the dining plan. I'm going to say that it's still not something that works for my family. It's just not how we eat. Um, It might later on when my kids are older. Especially my son. Like when he hits teenage years. And you know eats me out of house and home. It might be a good thing. But for now it just does not work for us. I mean it was great that we came home with so many snacks. But I would have never have bought that many out of pocket. Um, And... So it wasn't a waste necessarily because we gave some to friends and family when we came home. And we, I mean, it's almost a week later and I just ate my last chocolate caramel apple and it was really good. Um, and now I'm sad because I want another one because that was my favorite thing. But um, but it's just, its it was more than we needed. And it also, a lot of people are proponents of the dining plan because they feel like it takes that The pressure off that's one less thing they have to worry about and it was the complete opposite for me I stressed out about making sure that I was using all the credits that I was using them efficiently that I didn't waste a snack credit on a we bought a refillable popcorn bucket and for two dollars you can get it refilled or a snack credit but two dollars is a ridiculous use of a snack credit because it's so cheap. You want to use snack credits on things that are five and six dollars. So it just in in my head, I was having a constant tally of that's a good value, that's not a good value. Um, do, did I remember to bring cash for tips at table service restaurants? You can charge to your room, but I didn't necessarily like to do that all the time. So it was just it it was more planning added to my plate and more stress, and more worry, and more thinking, as opposed to you know relieving some of that. So, unless, again, for some reason it comes to us that we're going and it's a part of the free dining promotion, because it did afford us to go to some places that we would not have probably been able to afford. We don't usually do that many sit-downs either. Um, I just had my ADR day for my December trip, and I've done a uh, Via Napoli, one Ohana, and, uh, a candlelight processional dining package so that we can get preferred seating for that. But, you know, other than that, that's about all we do. So it just, like I said, it just doesn't, it doesn't work for us. Um, all in all, like I said, a great trip. Can't complain. I'd rather be at Disney probably than pretty much anywhere. And I'm already ready to go back and it's not even been a full week yet, but, um, If you have any questions, of course, find us on our socials. I thank you for listening to me ramble for the last 40 minutes (laughs) about my trip. Um, Tell me about your trips, your experiences. You know, I always love hearing about what you guys have done and what you've done differently and how I can, you know, make my next trip and for my family better. Um, So please comment. Find us, you know, we're everywhere. So Diz Explorers and me personally, and I again, thank you guys for listening and have a great day. Follow our troupe at www.disexplorers.com where you can find all the links for all our hosts' social media accounts. You can also follow the podcast on our Facebook group at The Diz Explorers and on Twitter and Instagram at The Diz Explorers. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, and also on YouTube.